You know, and I don't like it. You know, we have our own culture. The culture defines how we live. Don't interfere, please. Don't educate us. Don't say what is good, what is bad, what is liberal. You know, we don't like that. It's not your job. But it's is... not the job of the Americans and any other nation. It's the Hungarian job. That's that's so simple. But there is Donald Trump understands it. That's important. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere, and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know? And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else, and then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist, and if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job, you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that, yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think, I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. Let me begin with my generalized assessment of the movie. This movie is not just a piece of This movie is a flaming piece of dog piled atop an entire dumpster on fire, piled atop a landfill filled with dog It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. On every possible level, it is a horrific movie. The only thing that can be said for this film is production design. Production design is really nice. The costumes are really nice. Every joke that happens in this film happens basically within the first 45 seconds of the film. 
So for example, Barbie turns on the water and there's no water. Ooh, because you know, like in Barbie house, there's no actual water. Do, do you get it? And then she drinks, but there's no actual liquid in the, in, the actual, in the actual cup. Oh my God, because she's a Barbie doll. Oh, I get it. Okay, that's all the jokes. There are no more jokes for the rest of the film. The movie's a show. So why is it getting 91% on Rotten Tomatoes? Because the way that it works for the reviewers is if you have the right politics and those politics are sufficiently slyly inserted, then it will get a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, even if the thing is just Drek. And I mean, boy, is this Drek. This is a, this is a Death Star-sized piece of Drek. It is like, that's no moon. That's a Drek station that, is, that, that this movie... Okay, so let, let's jump into it. I have like pages and pages of notes on this horrific piece of I, Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. We're okay? We're good for now. For now? Yeah. <laughs> You know, we talked about doing a clean show today. For fuck that, dude. I'm, I'm a non-cast <laughs> at this point because of tech delays and problems with microphones and everything else. Um, well, I'm in a good mood. I can good. go clean. You be dirty. I'll, I'll go yeah, clean. Yeah, that's right. And we're trying to sell this show. I'm not sure this one's going to be the one to sell. Um, so much to get into today, considering I went and saw the Barbie movie, and Ben Shapiro did literally 45 minutes of bashing the hell out of that movie. Okay. Now, if you don't want to hear what I have to say about that movie or worried about the spoil alert or whatever, and you want to go see the movie, then don't listen to anything I'm about to say. Are you really giving spoiler alerts for Barbie movie? It's a shit show. <laughs> it's that bad, huh? <laughs> it was really, really bad. No, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. It was good if you're a fan of Barbie and you want to see like some of the old Barbie stuff and you're into the the little jokes about the camper Barbie and the Barbie dream house and Ken and Barbie not having penises and vaginas. Um, it, it's, it's pretty good in that, in that way. It's a flashback to your old times of playing with Barbie dolls. Right. If you're a man, um, walk, I mean, run, do not walk away from the movie theater. <laughs> Don't go anywhere near it. There will be most likely a woman ticket taker at the theater ready to chop off your dick as you're walking into the <laughs> the, uh, the Cinemark because it is take away your man card, stomp on it. Every man in the world is a pig, um, disgusting human being in power of in charge of everything. And women have been tied down to the bed and made to cook for the past Hundred years. Oh, okay. I like literally. We left the theater. Yeah. And after that, from that point forward, I have sat down to pee every time I've gone to the restroom <laughs> because I was emasculated and told that I, because I'm a man, I'm just a dick. Sounds like somebody else is back hosting this show. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, <laughs> really does. Just stick it to the band. Now, I'm guessing that I would get banned if I play a clip from the movie. Who's going to ban you? YouTube? So what? i got to see if I still have this up here. because I know that I, I downloaded one, but I don't know where it went. Um, I don't know. I don't see it. But there's a clip where one of the, the main characters, who has a daughter, by the way, just decides that she's going to go off on men. Okay. And say how men have been in charge and 
keeping women down and and for years upon years. And oh, by the way, she's married. Oh, that's and they show her husband, who they play off to be an idiot. And it was just a male bashing movie from start to finish. And then, again, if you plan on seeing this, I apologize. Uh, but Ken has a crush on Barbie, is in love with Barbie. And she mm-hmm. shits all over him the entire movie. Well, that sounds I mean, about right. It does sound about right. <laughs> sounds terrible. Well, they do have like pregnant Barbies and all kind of different Barbies. I mean, it, it, you got to I, I recommend seeing it if you're a woman because you will get a you know, kick out of the Barbies and there's some nice touching, I guess, mother-daughter moments, which I did find you know kind of entertaining and, and kind of nice and sweet. Especially because I saw it with my family, my daughter and my wife were crying. And they had enjoyed it, uh, but Ugh. if you're a man, slice off your balls, put them in your wife's purse, and realize that you are less of a human being than you thought you were before you went to go see this movie. Was Oppenheimer sold out that you couldn't just slide yourself over there? I, I plan on seeing that movie. I, I want to, uh, to to see that pretty bad. Actually, it looks really good, but that's a, that's a three hour thing. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, <laughs> check out this. Though we got to the movie early, okay. You know, check out my Facebook page. You can see a picture of me inside of a Barbie box. I sent you a picture of it, Chris. I, I texted oh. it to you. Oh well, let me see if I can't get that on the screen immediately. Hold, please. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and talk. One. I'll find. And it. so you know, I sat there and, and, and I wanted to give it every chance in the world because I like toys. I'm a big toy fan. Okay. And, you know, growing up, I wasn't immune to seeing Barbie dolls from you know, right. friends or you know girls that I knew or family members that I knew, and, and even my wife, when I met her, she had a case full of old Barbie dolls. Some of them in splits and with the haircut, like one of the Barbies in the movie. I mean, it was some of the ideas behind the movie are really, really good. Okay. But the rest of it is just making you feel as a man like you're an ass. There I am. T- and taking your picture in the Barbie box didn't make you feel like you were an ass? Well, you know, I, I do everything for the love of the job, Chris. And okay. so, you know, I <laughs> thought that maybe taking a picture of me in, in a Barbie box might get more hits on, on social media. It did not, oh, by the way. Uh, and so it, it was just... Okay, I, Sound of Freedom. Yes, I want to see Sound of Freedom. Yeah, But I want to see a movie that was supposed to be fun. Well, you went to about, see, and you went to see a movie with your kid. Yeah, not about child sex trafficking and exploitation. I wanted to see a movie that I thought was going to be entertaining. Right. It was not. <laughs> well, it was if you have a vagina, I guess. It was It was fine. If you think that men are the scum of the earth, then it's okay. One, they market it towards children. Okay. And there is some language and stuff in there that is inappropriate for I guess, younger children. Right. And my dad, and I would like to thank you for pointing this out to me, um, he as well saw the movie, uh, pointed out that you know in the movie, they make, again, the board of Mattel, uh, the all men who designed the Barbies, came up with the Barbies, blah, 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 blah. everybody's a male. Mm-hmm. 
um, by the way, the board of Mattel is like six men, five women. They don't show that in a movie. No. Why would they? They don't show women being in power in a movie other than um, the Barbies in Barbie Land. And they in also... Barbie Land, the Supreme Court is all women. Did because they, did... no, in real life, there happens to be women on the Supreme Court. Did they happen to, while they were bashing all the men that um, were on the board of Mattel, did they happen to mention the fact that it, that those same men made Barbie, which ultimately made this made the money for this movie and the interest? A, uh, apparently, there was a woman creator of Barbie, which is okay. Great, who was played by a uh, Rhea Perlman from a uh, Cheers murder. Okay, yeah, I know this. It, uh, it was fine, and again, the movie was a little bit crazy. Got a little bit weird at times, uh, but it, it just to me. When I walked out of there, the first thing I did was, was say, I want my money back. I just spent two hours being insulted because I happen to be a man. Look, and I may have started this show off as being crude with the language and that kind of thing, but men are not all just disgusting pigs. Uh, you know, men do have some feelings and emotions. And to be sitting there for two hours and just be insulted because you're a man, one, is a bad message to send to little kids. Right. When you're sending that kind of message to little girls, it's no wonder that everybody now is gay. Uh, because you're sending a message that being masculine and, and being a man is bad. It's wrong. That little girls and, and, and women should stand up to the evil man. And it, it, it's disgusting. And it's a bad message to send to little girls. It's a bad message to send to kids, period. You have, I saw, we were there and there was a, Mom and her little boy. Little boy must have been eight years old. That little okay. boy is going to sit through two hours, or did sit through two hours, of being told because he's a boy that he's going to grow up to be a disgusting pig man that women should just denounce and not pay attention to. That all men are created horribly. That all men are in charge of everything. That now they, they say it's gotten better, but they're hiding it better. How men are in charge still to this day and women have nothing it was a bad message to send to kids it was terrible well you're not selling me to go see it that's for sure <laughs> i have no interest in seeing it anyway yeah i mean dude Joe Burdick says he's not gay except well, for when he took that fantastic picture of me joe appreciate that <laughs> i'm kidding he took that picture down he's a good friend well he could be straight and just a bad photographer we'll go with that <laughs> Let's so get a field trip together to go see Sound of Freedom. Look, I want to see Sound of Freedom, and that would be a great idea. I think Sound of Freedom looks like a great movie, and, and it should be seen by a lot of people. And you get free but, tickets, too, can't you? Like, There's like some website that you can go to that people are paying it forward and buying tickets that you can get them for free? I don't know. I think there is. Was Ken and Barbie's genitalia interchangeable? It was never interchangeable. They just had none. Yeah. What is this, Mr. Potato Head? And they do make reference to that in the movie. So so the Barbie movie talks about vag and balls. Well, yeah, I mean they walk up to construction workers who are of course men because Barbie goes into real world right. and leaves Barbie land where all the women are in charge and goes to real world and has to see how piggish men are. So of course she walks up to uh, men who are construction workers and they are cat calling her and saying, Hey babe, and all that kind of stuff. 
and she goes, "Oh, by the way, we have no penis, and he has no uh, no, he has no penis. I have no vagina, whatever." And they, they walk away. And oh, by the way, as they're bashing the hell out of men for being horrible, disgusting pigs, mm-hmm. all Barbie wears throughout the entire movie are next to are skin tight clothes showing her ass or a, a skirt that's cut up all the way close to what would have been her vagina if she had one. And and that's, I guess, a good message for girls. Uh, to dress like a whore is okay, uh, but then when men respond to that is not. Well, yeah, uh, you're not was... supposed to respond. That's the whole thing. They can do whatever they want, but you can't react normally to it. I will say the one great part about the movie, because it was fantastic in one, in one way, Robbie Margot, is that her name? Margot Robbie, fan- yeah. Margot Robbie is fantastic to look at. Yeah, she's so if nothing girl. else, for two hours, I was you know, engaged by that. Although she was telling you you were a piece of shit for two hours. And now I feel like a piece of shit for saying that, you know, she's super hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I saw that this thing was coming and I was just... Honestly, all week I kept seeing commercials for this thing, and I was like, "Who's going to this thing?" Then when I saw the numbers, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Uh, everybody apparently is going to uh, to see this movie, and like I said, I, to a certain demographic, I guess it is appealing. When I walked in, you know, because we had to go see the eight fifty five showing. I didn't even really had movies at eight fifty five in the morning, uh, but they did for this. Wow. Yeah, all right. Uh, so we went to the eight fifty five showing. And I'm walking in, and it was, it was only us um, until that other mom and her son showed up, but they went to a 9 o'clock movie. So we were the only people in the theater. Okay. They're, they're selling a lot of tickets, but they have 8 million showings a day. Right. Um, but I said to the guy as I was walking out, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm here to uh, see Barbie. And he goes, pointed and laughed at you? Well, he kind of <laughs> did. And he goes... We've been hearing a lot about that from men throughout this entire weekend. I was like, oh my. and afterwards, dear God, I wish you would have seen me afterwards. Yeah, you were probably wrecked after. After you probably just felt defeated as a man. I did. <laughs> I felt like my daughter and wife were looking at me like, this guy is the biggest ass in the world because he's a man. Yeah. Why are and you here ap- with us? <laughs> I kept apologizing on our way to get lunch. I said, I'm sorry for my maleness. <laughs> like my wife she missed the turn to go to where we were going to eat yeah and i said honey you, you missed the turn now it's going to take us an extra 20 minutes because this road over here is all construction and i said wait i'm sorry that's my maleness coming out and i have to apologize for my masculinity uh getting in the way of where we're going to eat because i feel like a jerk for mentioning the fact that you missed the turn and the other street is construction. I apologize. I hope she smacked you and told you to stop being a bitch. No, no. I think she was quite thankful that I checked my <laughs> masculinity at the door to the car. God, yuck. And then my daughter tried to hold the door open for me. Yeah. And my first instinct was to hold the door open for her. Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, no. That would be too masculine and putting her down for being a woman that she has to go in front of me and me being polite as a man holding the door for her is wrong. So I decided F that. And I kicked my daughter out the way and I went in before her because we're all on even playing fields now. And I don't have to be a gentleman. Being a gentleman is outdated and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> According to you know, this nonsense. Hell yeah. I, my wife recently went to an estate sale or whatever. And she bought a, 
Good Housekeeping magazine from like 1956 or something like that. Okay. And in this magazine, all the women are wearing dresses and they're teaching women how to make recipes for certain things. And I hate to tell people, and she's like, oh, look how backwards this was. No, I hate to tell people that that's how families were. And you know what happened? They didn't have the youth of today stealing, robbing, breaking shit down, you know, kicking people in the face just because they're a certain color or just walking down the street and clocking somebody in the back of the head. What happened was you had a male who went to work, made a good living because back then you could make a decent living on one income. Sure. The woman was at home and it wasn't necessarily a slap in the face to be a woman at home. It was a woman at home to, who took care of other things that needed to be taken care of, including raising a child. So that way the child had two parents saw what it was like to be a responsible family. And that's how the kids grew up. Now today's society, Oh, no, no. Everybody's all messed up. Everybody can do whatever the hell they want to do. And there is no family, right? And Barbie movie is another one of those examples. The family is out the damn window. Whatever. It's just crazy. It's just nuts. Dude, it's the world we live in today. I hate to, I hate to say that, but nothing you're saying sounds outside of the realm of what we're living with today. Nothing. It's just the way, the way it is these days. It's horrible. You have to check your maleness and your masculinity, sir. <laughs> if that's what I'm allowed to call you. You can call me that. I'm, I don't play fake games. Barbie boobs. They're gender neutral. And that's the other thing. Yeah. You're going to bash men throughout two hours of a, of a movie. Yet Ryan Gosling who played one of the many Kens that they had, but played the main Ken, is sitting there with his shirt open the entire time with his ripped abs. And my wife and daughter are both like, hey, did you see Ryan Gosling with his ripped abs? He looked great throughout that movie. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. you're objectifying men the same way that Barbie's getting pissed that uh, we objectify women. Yeah. So everything you're telling us not to do, you're doing after this movie. You're yeah. telling me, your husband, and your dad, who's sitting right next to you, what great abs and how great he looked throughout two hours of that movie. While I'm sitting there watching this stupid thing, being told I'm ridiculous because I'm a man. Yeah, and God forbid you say, man, that Margot Robbie's got great tits. You might as well go to jail for that one. Yeah, we're not selling this show, but we're going to sell another <laughs> one. That, I promise you. We'll try again on Wednesday. We'll try, yes, Wednesday's the whole new show. <laughs> Once the economy saw that women wanted to, uh, to work, prices went up because they thought families had more money. That's how we became two-income families and lost the ability to have a mom at home. That's not. I don't understand what's wrong with having mom at home. You can work if that's what you want to do. It's fine. But the ideal situation, and forget about mom at home, one parent at home. Yeah. Yeah, either one. Either one is fine, but... Look, if my wife made enough money for me to be a stay-at-home dad and take care of our daughter, my daughter wouldn't be messed up. No, I'm kidding. My daughter's actually pretty good for considering the situation that kids are in today. But a lot of kids, as long as there is a parent at home taking care of the responsibilities that need to be taken care of at home and also help raise a child, I think that's okay. Yeah, I agree. But the nuclear family is what's gone. Mm-hmm. Trip talked about it all the time. It, it is what it is. It, that's the reality of the situation. Let me play this video for you. Okay. Let me play another raging lunatic. Uh, here we go. 
Women in this country still make 77 cents on the dollar for what men make. So if women don't make less than men? Actually, if you start looking at the numbers, Rachel, uh, there are lots of reasons for that. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Well, Don't tell me all, the reasons are. Do women make less than men for the, doing actually, the same work? Uh, no, same because... Wow! Well, okay. Okay. well, well for example, men work, men work an average of 44 hours a week. Women work 41 hours a week. Men go into professions like engineering, science, and math that earn more. Women want more listen, flexible Listen, this is not a math is hard No, no, no. Yes, it is, actually. No, it isn't. Well, no, listen. All right, let Rachel frame, frame it, though, the but way Rachel, Rachel, right you Right now, it women are making 77 cents on the dollar for what men are making. But that's not true. If so, every greedy businessman in America would hire only women. Save 25%, and I love how passionate you are. I wish you were as right as, about what you're saying as you are passionate about it. I really do. That's for really example, kind of may I share one fact with you? you when share. you look at, for example, single women working in America today between the ages of, I think, 40 and 64, who makes more, men or women, on average? Men make 40,000 a year, women make 47. When you take out the marriage factor, look at some economics. My point here is that we're manufacturing a political crisis. I'm guessing that um, the makers of Barbie didn't uh, look at those stats that if it wasn't for the fact that marriage and women, some women decide that they want to stay home and raise a family. Um, it wasn't for the fact that there are women at home. Women do, especially during the peak uh, job earning years, make more money than men do. I do like in that clip that you just played that cut guy saying, oh, no, you shut up and let her make her point. <laughs> yeah. He said that several times. Like, oh, no, you need to be quiet so that she can sound right. <laughs> I am just kind of tired of this, you know, whole thing where men now all of a sudden suck, especially straight men. Straight white men are mm -hmm. the target of bashing now. And, and I don't understand the, why. I guess we're the devil now. Well, because we've, we've predominantly been the most successful. That's why. It's jealousy. That's all it is. It's just jealousy. You don't think that? I mean, I, get, I, I don't know if it's that or not. I, mean, I think it's a misconception. I think it's a misconception of what is actually going on in society. Well, society's a mess. It's like everybody's saying that Jason Aldean was racist with this song. There's nothing in the song that lends it to be racist. Nothing at all. Nothing. And no. I have seen TikTok video after TikTok video after video of, of black men and women and saying, what the hell is going on? What is wrong with this song? There's nothing wrong. It's society portraying some sort of an image to try to pretend to keep people down and angry so that way we have a division in this country. Mm-hmm. And so that way we separate the white and the black. We separate men and women. And so that way for political gain, whatever their ultimate goal is, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. to separate. This is, why you just have, this is why you just have to turn off the television. You can't, you, or at least turn off the news. You can't watch it because it's all just, it's all just designed. I don't care what side of the, the aisle you're on. All of it is just designed to take an, a, Op opposing stance against the other side, no matter who it is. As a retired postal worker, we made the same as men. Nice federal benefit, and yes, the union. Mm -hmm. And we lost mom at home. That's when kids and families went down the tubes. It's true. Yeah. But I, I mean, dude, it, all of it right now is just down the tube. This is like when we talked about last week about uh, you. You asked about. What can we do to fix it? Nothing. There's nothing to what what would you do? 
You went to see an entertainment movie and they did nothing but beat you for two hours about what a piece of shit you are. It literally beat me down. I mean, That's I felt like garbage after I left. And that was in an entertainment realm. That was in a realm that was in the realm that is specifically designed for you to act like a parent in a nuclear family. You acted like a parent in a nuclear in a nuclear family and they did what to you for it? Told you for two straight hours that you were a piece of garbage and told your daughter and your wife, what are you doing with this piece of garbage? Exactly. Girl power, be it do it on your own. You don't need this piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, or having two parents in a home. You have to have, you really need two parents in a home. You do. You always needed it. But it's been yeah. bad to not have that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they. I wish I could find the damn clip. I think I, I got rid of it. But one of the clips in the movies is one of the main characters is going off about how terrible men are. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. Is literally. And then they use her idea of telling um, everybody how bad men are to encourage the other Barbies to go tell everybody how bad men are. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It really was. It was the most insane thing. The way to get everything back to normal in Barbie land is to tell the other Barbies how shitty men are. (sighs) I advise every man to not waste your $10 or $20 or whatever it's going to cost you to go to the movies. You don't want... You don't want to go. Yeah, it's. And I encourage women who actually have values and respect the fact that you know men, especially ones that you marry, are your partners in life, mm-hmm. and you don't need to have them bash for two hours. And you don't. You certainly don't want to take part in that because it, it will be a losing. It'll be a losing proposition for both of you, the guy yeah. and the girl. You're going to take your children, your little boy, who's going to go see that movie like this woman did today, who's going to be sitting sit there confused, going. Why are they saying that all men are bad? That's what that little eight-year-old that I saw today who was with his mom and asked us to take a picture of them in a Barbie box um, is going to be saying. One, he's eight years old and he's a boy. Maybe he shouldn't be in a Barbie box, but I was, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, But he is going to be so confused as to why men suck. I just pulled up. I I looked up and I can't find the clip either on, on YouTube. But all I looked up was Barbie character talks about how bad men are. Every video is talking about. I was going to say every every video should be. Every single video is about how bad this movie is for for dudes. Woke agenda, greatest lie ever told. Uh, let's see, Barbie is nuclear level feminist nonsense that hates men and pushes gender ideologies onto children. Hardcore propaganda Barbie movie, exhort exoriates. In film critics' warning to parents, why your kids should not watch Barbie. Barbie confronts heteronormative gender roles, says the co-star. Calls the film sub- submersive. That's from the co-star. <laughs> Barbie movie about problematic gender roles. Just on and on and on. I'm trying to see if I can find it because I mean, it really does show you what the, this movie is about. I mean, I can't believe I. I I had it just before the show, and then we had all kind of tech problems, and I deleted it. Yeah, it sounds like a movie I won't. So I just got yelled at. Oh, that's not it. Nope, that's another that idiot. One. Yeah, we gotta that's get another that. idiot. <laughs> gotta get into that one at some point. <laughs> 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 
That is another kook. Problem is, I have like seven videos that I downloaded for today. So <laughs> I know it'll be the seventh that I find. Of course. But it, it was, it, I, I think it really does hurt. No, that's not it. This is it, letter that many of you signed. That's another one of these crazy people. Um, it does hurt the perception of men towards little girl for, for little girls. Well, look, as we've always said, both on the show and just talking in general, you got to do your best to raise your kid. And that's all you can do is raise your kid. You can't worry about everybody else. You can't be upset and you can't kowtow to when somebody says anything to you. If somebody says something to you, oh, you can't say that. You're you're homophobic. You're a bigot. You're that's when you just got to both middle fingers them. Fuck you and move on. You but can't what, what? you can't you can't kowtow anymore, dude. The the biggest problem that always we, stand is that it? The problem that I have is is that you're teaching children that this is the way it's supposed to be or the way that it is. True. And that's a big problem. Yeah, I get it. But at some point, we have to stand up and fight back. I know we got our guests coming up here shortly. Yeah. I mean, but don't you think? I mean, that's that's one of the biggest reasons that this has been allowed. Who is going to do it? You realize I had Mike Jasunka send me a, a, a video Bipartisan governors challenge yeah, Americans to disagree better over politics. He sent me that too. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Well, Mike would know. He's still pushing an agenda that's never going to happen. Yeah. All right, let's play this. But always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says, thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for adults, just representing a woman. Yeah, it's it's lunacy. And that's just 45 seconds of what the entire movie was about. Yeah, it's lunacy. but and, and, and I mean, picking apart a scene like that is so easy because of all the things that she, that she portrayed as a negative there, which of those things can a guy get away with? Oh, None. I, I said that when we walked out. I said, if this was reverse, if this was a G.I. Joe movie yeah. that bashed the hell out of women for two hours, it never would have made it to the screen. No, of course not. Of course not. There's there's a weird line between, and, and now I'm going to come off like a bigot, but I don't care. Um, there's that weird line where women want everything but want everything their way. It's There's no, the the lie is that women just want equality. 
That is the lie because they don't want equality. What they want is you to behave to their standard, not for you to be you and them to be them and you to treat them like them. Perfect example. And I'm about to say a word that you ladies don't like. So if you ladies are any bit offended, turn off your, uh, your computer for a minute. But if you call a woman a cunt, wow! if you call a woman a cunt, she will lose her goddamn mind like you killed her sister. True or not true? Yes. What word do men let affect them that way? None. None. There's nothing you can call a guy where a guy will be like ready to lose their shit. But... Do when when we're when we're at war with with our guy friends when you're when you've had like true fights not just a, oh man you're an idiot but like true fights with your close friends you'll call them some names right oh yeah none that and, would go over the edge though yeah and and that's the difference women do not want you to behave the way you do as a man as a man you would be like you stupid asshole, you, you know, you're just a whatever, you know, we'll call each other whatever name we'll call each other. If you do the same thing to a woman, somehow you've, you've broken, you've broken the law. They want you to behave to their standard, not to be equal. My dad and that is, right is the problem. Yeah, you're right. My dad is right on it. So all the men in a movie are portrayed as lewd and crude. As I told someone today, if they made a Ken movie and portrayed all the women as sluts, women would be rightly angry. Rightly yeah. would be angry. Right. Exactly. But it was a complete double standard on this. They really did bash the hell out of men and make men look like my daughter should never get married to a man, find the next woman, and marry her. Because yeah. that's the way that, that they portrayed men in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it was right. And forget about you know us being rude and crude and all this during the show. The way that they portrayed men in this, all men, not just some men. That woman that you just heard ranting about women being all this yeah. and that was married... And they made that guy look like an idiot. Sure. But that's not really uncommon these days, dude. That's been going on for a decade. Do you have, did you watch Orange is the New Black? I know I did not. Okay, well, Orange is the You know the premise of it. It's, it's a bunch of women in prison. Yeah, yeah. That's the basic premise to it. Well, even though all these women were in prison, they were the quote-unquote good guys. And you know who were the stupid idiots that could do nothing right? All of the guards... All of, of the guards and the warden were absolute moronic pieces of shit. Yeah. Even though all the women were there for crimes. Yeah. Uh, Th- that was the portrayal. That is Satan, the portrayal these days. Satan is the father of lies. Flat Earth guy, I need to talk to you because I talked to a pastor last night at my other job. And I told him that I know a minister who is a very good man who says that the earth is flat and has all the biblical proof known to man. Uh, and he laughed at me um so we may have to arrange some sort of a meeting there um what, was gonna say? what if they portray barbie as a leah oh by the way there is an obvious transgender barbie in this uh, movie as well oh well that's good because we need that too in my opinion i mean well i mean even my wife said that so well don't we we, we have to have that don't we that's part of the that's part of the game now the whole thing is absolutely absurd. Everything is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't understand why, one, men and women are created different. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but men and women are different. You know, men are typically a little bit more, 
I don't know, type A or whatever you want to call them, a a bigger personality than most women. Some Mm -hmm. women definitely have that, but men and women are different creatures. They have different setup, different makeup, everything. Everything is different about men and women other than the fact that we're humans. People are different. That's right. I'm sorry that you don't like us men now. I I apologize. (laughs) I have to. I will check my masculinity uh, on Sunday morning at Goldie's to Sandy and and everybody. I I will be. I will tuck myself as I walk into the uh, the restaurant to make sure that I'm not you know protruding any sort of masculinity as I walk in. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't you can't can't show any of that. (laughs) It's too funny. Uh, if they don't have vaginas and penis, how can you be transgender? LOL. What a shit show movie. You have no idea. Now, again, you may go and may enjoy it. I, I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. If if you're a fan of Barbies growing up, I guess you're going to you probably like it. Again, I enjoyed some of the references to Barbie. But See, I wasn't having any of the. Uh... And I mean, here here's my question to you. What did your daughter take out of it? My daughter was actually in tears when she walked out of the movie. Tears of joy, tears of pain. Tears of joy. So she Um, enjoyed it to no end. She did. And she enjoyed it not only because of the Barbie stuff, but because of the, again, there were some emotional scenes of, you know, mother-daughter bonding and, and that kind of thing, which I think is great. I'm not taking anything away from the movie in that regard. That That's fine. I... I encourage my daughter and my my wife to have bonding time and, and, and that kind of thing. And that's great. That part of the movie was really nice. But the other uh, one hour and 57 minutes of the movie, of the two hours, um, was just bashing men right. all over the place. Well, I... I don't know. I don't know why you were willing to give away $50 of money to, to go see this thing, but... I don't know, your boy Chad was saying, what are you talking about? $10, where are you going to see movies? Yeah, we, I it was eight seventy five a ticket when we went this morning. Eight seventy five. wow. Which is pretty cheap to see a movie. That is pretty cheap to and see And it was in Cinemark. It wasn't like it was, you know, it's yeah, a cheap-ass theater. Of course, you were there at 8 in the morning, too. Maybe that has something to do with it. The only other movies you can see are peep shows, for God's sakes, at 8 in the morning. <laughs> uh, the kids won't lick up won't lick up on the male bashing yeah they my daughter's pickup there we go uh, my daughter is 16 years old and she picked up on the male bashing she knew that it, she walked out of there and after 10 minutes of me going off on what I thought about the movie her response was I knew you were going to act like this yeah, well, I mean, did she? What did she what, think I was gonna act like? What did she? What did she um, think? Is I mean, did you talk to her about the messaging after and say you realize why this is so effed up? I, of course, they did. And what did she? What did she say about? What was she, her argument I, back? There was no argument back. She understood okay. why I would feel like that. My my wife said, "Look, I, I understand why you would feel the way that you do because it really it was that obvious what they were doing. It wasn't right. even like subtle." male bashing it was just letting you know that men suck 
that men think that they rule the world and, and men actually do rule the world. Women are subservient and they made it just horrific like that. Yeah. I, mean, I wish seems- I ruled my household the way that they <laughs> that men do. <laughs> right. I mean, Ken's at one point take over the Barbie land and the women are subservient. One is rubbing people, Ken's feet. And one of the other Barbies dresses up like a French maid and is walking around and all this. I wish that's the way it was around here. Right. It certainly is not. (laughs) I rule nothing around my home. In fact, I try. I fail sometimes, but I try to treat my uh, the women in my home as queens. That's right. All well, right, let's, very change. let's change the subject. We got to get to our guests. I want to take a quick break, though, all right? All right, let's play a quick break, and then Bobby from Saliva will be with us. Sounds good. Hang on. It is time to save America and stop funding woke corporations. Shop with merchants that share your values today. Get all the great products you buy online anyway from Mammoth Nation. Visit the online store today at us.cmspn.com and save money while helping to fend off enemies of our way of life. We can't expect change until we make changes ourselves. Shop Mammoth Nation today. Are you looking for a way to support the Seth Williams Show? Get your Seth Williams Show merchandise today. From coffee mugs to clothing and everything in between, our high-quality merch is the perfect way for you to not only support the show, but show everyone what is the greatest show going today. Just go to shop.thesethwilliamshow.com now, shop around, and buy some great merchandise from The Seth Williams Show. Shop today. Hey, it's Seth. And I appreciate you watching today. And you can make a difference. For just $4.99 a month, you can help save someone's life today. It really does count. Every dollar matters. And you can change someone's life. Not these ridiculous dogs. Those are actor dogs. I'm talking about myself and Chris Aiken. I can barely afford a shave and a haircut. Or sleeves on a shirt sometimes. We could use your assistance today. Just go to the Odyssey app. Go to the Odyssey website. O-D-Y-S-E-E. Just $4.99 a month can change the world for someone today. Myself and Chris Aiken. We'll give you extra content. We'll give you bonus footage. We'll give you new episodes. Subscribe to the Odyssey channel today. Thank you. Hey everybody, it's Don Dockin. When I'm feeling nostalgic, I always go to Pinball PA. You gotta go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Stop what you're doing and start making memories at Pinball PA, located at 2284 Broadhead Road, Suite 10B in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. We have over 420 video games and pinball machines to play and all games are set to free play, so no quarters or tokens are needed. Pinball PA is open six days a week and is the best and most affordable entertainment spot in all of Western Pennsylvania. Check out our website at www.pinballpa.com for more details. Come visit Pinball PA today. Initials up. Long hair, blue eyes, couldn't call 
stuff right there, man. It's a lot yeah, of it is. Awesome. Let's welcome our guest to the show. Look at this guy, Bobby Amaro. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> Bobby, can you hear us? No, he cannot. Can't hear you, sir. Damn it. <laughs> uh, we do not hear you. Um, I could look at him all day and I'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll go out, and come back. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the band. Holy cow, we are just not having good tech this week. The tech has been—it's not our fault on that one. No, it's not. We'll see what happens. Hey, he'll come back. I hope so. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, well, he'll be back. They do have a new—they do have a new album called Revelation that is out on September the eighth. Um, and, um, they're going out on tour, uh, with Drowning Pool and Adelita's Way, including a gig here in, um, Cleveland on September 22nd. Let's try again. All right. Here we are. There he is. Hey, man. It kept muting me for some reason. I don't know. It was like muting the mic and (laughs) I don't know. Well, our first, uh, comment is, oh crap, he's cute. So, I mean, (laughs) Right. Even if they could just look at you, I guess it'd be good. So we're, we're all good. Well, you kind of have the Barbie behind you, man. So, I, I mean. <laughs> I went and saw a piece of junk movie today. So that was, you know, what we were talking about before you came on. I'm, I'm supposed to take my daughter and uh, to see that, to see it. Okay. Well, I made that mistake today. And so yeah. let me just tell you right now, I'm not going to try to be a spoiler alert or nothing like that. You got to go see the movie. You got to take your kid because that's what I did. But being a man. Prepare yourself. Don't listen to the movie. <laughs> Just watch Mar- Margot Robbie for two hours. Enjoy that. Other than that, don't listen to it because you're going to walk out of there. And from that point forward, you're going to sit to pee the rest of the day. Because <laughs> yeah. you're no longer going to be a man when you walk out of that movie. I think I might just have her brother take her now. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's good to have you on. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Well, dude, obviously, man, busy time. Uh, new album, new tour, new stuff going on, man. Why don't you catch everybody up with what's going on in the world of Saliva? Yeah, it's been uh, the record, you know, uh, it's finally dropping uh, September 8th. Um, we were going, we were, we started working on the record in 2020. Right. And because uh, the idea was to put out a record at the end of 2020 and then, you know, all the pandemic stuff kind of shut everything down. So we um, just kept putting it off. And then 2021, we felt like we were making up for 2020 and then 2022, we're making up for 2021. And it's like, man, we got to put this thing out. So because um, we haven't put out a record, uh, you know, original stuff. And in, in since 20. Damn it. Been like, um. It's been a minute, right. so actually being able to uh, to get the record done, um, finally get a release date. But you know, unfortunately, you know, in March when Wayne Wayne passed away, you know, it was very sudden. We weren't expecting it. I mean, I don't think anyone you can never expect that kind of stuff. Um, but like the the original release date was supposed to be in July, but I wanted to like push it back and and redo the artwork and stuff too. So. Right. Well, dude, talk talk a little bit about that, man. That's obviously having Wayne pass away, you know, on tour, no less. 
that creates a lot of headspace stuff for anybody. You know, not not only, well, I mean, the obvious is the friendship. You lose a friend. But then then there's the business side of it, too. You you look to your right anymore, now there's not that guy there anymore. And there's, you know, a whole different perception of looking at the band and the music that you make. And ev- everything changes on the rare occasion. And it is a rare occasion that that happens. How did you guys get through all of that stuff aside from the obvious losing of a f- loss of a friend. I think with us doing this, I don't know if it's something we ever, you ever get through or, or, or over, um, you know, especially like, you know, how the whole thing happened. Like, you know, I'm the one that found them, you know, in the, right. in the back lounge and stuff, like the way it all like kind of went down and we thought he was going to be okay. Um, and then, you know, the doctor said otherwise, and we were like, oh, wow. Okay. So then, um, you're not really thinking about music or anything else at that, at that point, you're just thinking about, um, him and his well being, And you want your, your friend, your brother, your guy that I've been in a band with 12 years who I looked up to like a big brother, you know, um, you it's, it's about that. It's more about that. You know, I start thinking about his family and start thinking about his daughter and, you know, I was the last thing to th- think I was, you know, saliva was the last thing on my mind. Um, you know, but then you, you know, the other side of Wayne, if you knew Wayne, you know, Wayne's the kind of guy, you know, we were four shows into the tour. I think it was like 25 dates on that tour. Right. You know, it's like, you know, that the Wayne Sweeney that I know would be pissed that we were going home, you know, he would be mad, but, at that moment, there was nothing we could do. We we had to, um, you know, go and 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 you know uh, do his memorial and celebration and try to figure out what's next. You know, day by day, and you know we talked with you know Megaforce and, and the label and just tried to. They've been great with us and management. Everyone's been great and supportive and um, they're like honestly you guys spent you and Wayne spent three years making this record people, you know? So it's like, yeah, I think we need to need to definitely put it out. He was proud of it. Like, you know, um, you know, he, he, he recorded it all right in here in this room, you know, all the guitars and stuff were done right here. And, um, he'd come to Jacksonville, you know, and spend like a week. We'd probably spend two days on guitars. The other five days, he'd be like, oh, man, I'm tired. Oh, man, my stomach hurts, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so, but but we, we made it do, man. And he, he knocked stuff out. He was quick. He was a pro, man. He was a pro. And guitar players like him, you can't. it's hard to find him. Very, very hard to find him. And he, a lot of people didn't realize, you know, he was, he was, he was older. He was 59. He right. was 59. And um, I say that because it's like, I mean, he, dude, he lived, he lived it all. You know, he lived in the eighties, man. He did that whole thing. And remember when I first got in the band, like, you know, and, and Paul, you know, you know, the former drummer was like, so you're born in 83. I'm like, yeah, I was born in 83. He's like, bro, Wayne was on his first world tour in 83, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so just that kind of stuff, man. You know, we, but you know, right now we're just trying to, um, just honor, you know, his legacy and, and, and this whole tour that we're doing. And I'm constantly brainstorming and thinking about how we can incorporate things that, um, you know, are about him and, and, you know, 
we miss them every day, man. We miss them every day. And it's one of those things. And, you know, I just, I miss our conversations, our talks. We'd have, we'd talk for hours, man, you know, hours on the phone. And, you sure. know, he, he called me about advice and, you know, my wife helped him tremendously, got him to a 780 credit score, something that he never <laughs> had in his life, you know, stuff like that. And like, you know, we, we loved him, you know, everybody did. And, and everybody at a celebration, like, that, that's really where you knew, man, people that went way back with him and all the outpour, the love and support we got from other bands and everybody. I mean, that's, you know, that he was the real deal. People, people knew that. So. Yeah, I, one, I want to say, I'm sorry for your loss. And, you know, I, it has to be tough. It's everybody's loss and who loves the music. Cause I've been a fan for a very long time. So I am sorry for your loss though. What's it like joining a band? You joined in what, 2011? Yeah. What's it like joining a band that's pretty much established? And is it a tough role to take over when Josie Scott, Josie Scott left him with some Christian solo thing, right? And what's it like taking over a pretty established band like that? Um, well, there's a lot of pressure, that's for sure. I was up for the challenge. You know, I had, I had um, known of them, you know, when they, when they came out and, my band at the time in, in 2001, we made a record with, with Bob Marlette who produced several of their records too. And he did the first every six seconds record. And, um, you know, so we'd cross paths and stuff. And, and I knew, you know, I've been in like, you know, other bands and toured and done stuff, but not at that level. Um, and especially, you know, I, I come from, you know, being a drummer and songwriter and, and, you know, playing guitar and stuff, but to jump into a lead singer role, I don't think you're ever really prepared for something like that. Um, it's just, let's see what happens. You rock it though, man. I that's have to give you credit. That's how I looked at it. You do rock it. Yeah. I've mean, worked my ass off. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I have worked my ass off, man. Like I paid, I paid a lot of dues. I really did, you know, and, and done a lot of shit from TV, film music to, you know, producing artists and, you know, songwriting, but, you know, being in the room with, with you know a-list artists and stuff and you know but but uh, you know one thing i never really got to do was that whole that whole touring thing that you dream of when you're a kid then when you you get into a band like saliva and you you go you do a tour and you're like uh when does this shit end you know? <laughs> <laughs> because you realize you're, it's like man it, it's not it's not what you know it's all you know, talked up to be, and it's a lot of grinding. It's not as easy as you think, you know, when you, when you go out and you um, join a band like that, you have fans, you have people that are going to hate you. Just, they haven't even heard you and they're going to hate you. You have people that are, they're going to, you know, be open arms. You got people that are kind of on the fence. And um, those have always been the great ones when people will come up to me and say, man, you know, I wasn't too sure about this, but you won me over or, those are great. You know, it just really any, anything, anything positive. I always try to meet everybody. And especially like lately I've been going out to merch, like right after we're done, I'll tell people, you know, and some of these shows have been like big ones, like Summerfest and stuff. I was out there for three fucking hours, right. <laughs> but I don't care. I'll sit out there for five hours. If that's what it takes to shake hands and, you know, um, meet people and tell people that I'm grateful you know, and that Wayne was super grateful too. you know, for, for everybody and, you know, supporting the brand and supporting rock and roll. And 
you know, this band's been around a long time. And See, that, that's there's what, different versions. There's the, you know, it's it is what it is. It's just, you know, we're we're trying to do the right thing by him, and you know. Mm -hmm. And you're talking to a guy here who was in rock radio for, you know, 15 years, and I played saliva songs, every hit known to man, five thousand times a day. Yeah. And you know, I fell in love with the music, and so, you know, me seeing you, I think you you, you picked up right where they left off. It got better. And so I think it's, it's really cool. I mean, I really do. I think it's, it's good yeah. what you're doing. I think um, the new music sounds fantastic, and I'm digging it. So that's awesome. I, I appreciate that, man. You know, I learned a lot. Like, from when I first got in the band to now, it's like, it's definitely a big difference. But that's that whole thing. You you get into something new, and it's fresh, and you figure out what works and what doesn't, and then you just, you know... Um, you know, good thing for me, I'm not, I'm not afraid of the stage and I like to be on stage. I like to entertain and I feel like that's where I belong. And I, that's why I, I strive on every night, man. I got to go out there and I got to fucking, I got to kick them right, you know, where it is, or you're going to end up, people going to be like, I don't fucking like it or, or whatever. I always feel like I still have something to prove. And I think that's the way it should be, man, in rock and roll. Yeah. People, people are supporting you and buying your records and buying your shirts and coming to your shows you go out there and you give them a show, man. So I like guys like, you know, Jacoby and, you know, the guys like Fred Durst and pe people like that are always engaging with the crowd and, and keeping them, you know, excited and entertained. That's what it's all about. Right. David Lee Roth, I, man. You know, come yeah, on. Right. I, I think the rule is, man, you're either hungry or lazy. And yeah. if you're not one, you're the other. And, yeah. and no one likes the lazy. Everybody likes... Everybody likes, it's easy to like a band when you know they're still trying. It's awfully hard yeah. when you see them going through the motions. Yeah. And you know who's a perfect example? Look at Metallica, dude. Yeah. When they're up on stage, they're giving it all they've got. They've given everything they have. And, and that says a lot. The biggest fucking rock band in the world. All these yeah. other bands that are like, oh, they're phoning it in and they don't want to be there, but they're making fucking awesome guarantees and stuff. Man. It's like, that's sad because you got to be, you know, grateful that I'm grateful that I'm able to do this and, and you know, be able to reach people and, and you know, meet people and play on stage for people who give a shit, man. I, I love that. And when you look at a band like Metallica, dude, they're, they're having so much fun up there and they're like still like giving people what they paid to see. Right. You know? No, you're, you're a hundred percent right, yeah. man. Well, dude, let's turn let's turn this um, toward the new record, Revelation. Um, I'm going from the press from the press release, so tell me that this is just completely wrong if it is. But okay. I read that you focused a lot of your writing this time on the struggles that you had getting sober, and you know, you you not not that you wrote a record about that, but you used that that energy for that. My question is: Are you comfortable sharing personal? tough emotions like that and being judged unfairly kind of where people are getting a three minute snippet instead of understanding a five year journey. Yeah. So I'm never been afraid to talk about it, you know, sure. with people, because I feel like if it can help somebody, man, you know, the things that I went through might be different than what, you've gone through or what other people got. That's just the way it is. We don't walk in each other's shoes. We don't. And, right. um, you know, there's a lot of people that we wish that we could have helped that we didn't get a chance to. And, um, everybody has a story. Everybody has their own story. And, 
I, I've met other people that are, um, you know, sober now and stuff too. And um, I, I am like, I, I always want to hear their stories and stuff and they're always different, you know? Um, and, and it's, but it's always challenging. It's always a challenge because when you go through something like that, something you're used to doing all the time to just not doing it anymore. And then you're like, Oh wait, but I still have to go on stage and I still have to do this. It's like all these other things like take place, you know, and, and how you feel and your emotions and, and, and stuff. And, um, you know, for me, like it just got to a point where, um, started noticing changes in my behavior and I was, I was more, um, just unhappy right. upstairs and then things. And, and, and that, that got real scary for me. Uh, cause it's something that I hadn't really experienced before, even though, you know, de- depression runs deep in my family, you know, and, and, and alcoholism and stuff like that. And I was like, I have to break the cycle. I have to break this, whatever it is. I don't want to just be, you, you know what I mean? Doing the same stuff and re- repeating history and, um, and, you know, I had a lot of other things in place too, like, you know, with, with meeting my wife and, um, you know, and I had my, my kids who were at the time, you know, were, were younger, but the, you know, my son's 16 now, my daughter just turned 12. And then we got our, our baby with my wife who's a little over a year. But, um, at that time, you know, I even said to myself, I don't want them I don't want something to happen to me and that's what they remember, you know, right. and that's what, what it, you know? Um, and so I did a lot of like searching, you know, within myself and tried to, and then I just fucking woke up one day and was like, that's it. I'm done. And that was it. And, and then I, I remember looking back and thinking, when was the last time I didn't have a drink? And it was like four years or something. And it was when I was sick. And didn't, you know, or things like that. But I always had at least a dr- one drink, right? You know, every day or every night, and, um, you know, this. I felt like removing that could potentially put my life on a better path, and it absolutely did, hundred percent. Like I wouldn't change it for anything. So, that, I mean, that's amazing, and congratulations on that too, man. I, I people are loving. And, you should see some of the texts that are coming in. They absolutely love what you're what you're saying. One of the things I'm excited about is that you're actually going on tour, and you're not just doing the festivals. You're doing some of the festivals, but you're actually coming to Cleveland. You're playing a club here in Cleveland, a big club, but still a club. And that's the kind of stuff that I think is missing with rock today. I am so tired of going to festivals where there's 8,000 bands, and I have to wait like 10 hours to see you guys. That's what I'm looking forward to. You guys are doing this tour and you're coming to House of Blues here in Cleveland in September, which I'm psyched about. Uh, but is there a difference between doing all these festivals and then just going on a legit tour around the country to some of these smaller clubs? I mean, I like doing the smaller clubs. I really do just because I feel like um, it's more personal with people, you know, it, and like engaging with people. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I like that. It, it always feels like le- less pressure anyways. Like, when you go play the festival, you know, I, I like to, you know, engage and keep it like rocking and keep it up, up, upbeat. But you have so many people that are there for so many different bands anyways, 
So, you know, you, you might get this one section that are really into it. And you might get this one section that are just like this or, you know, whatever. But right. it, it, I think the cool thing about festivals, though, is you're able to like for a band like us, you're able to um, get in front of some new faces and fresh faces. And and I'm always up for the challenge to to try to win them over and and stuff as well. And um, and being a, a, around a lot of the other bands and, uh, you know, the festivals obviously feel more like hell yeah it's cool you know um but it's almost like when you do the club stuff you know that's that's like that's keeping you grounded and keeping you like humbled too you know like because there's a lot of bands they just fucking play festivals and they play arenas all the time we don't get to do all that right so when we do get to do the festivals we we take advantage of it and and it's almost like the the cherry on top you know what i mean like a I guess you'd say for us to, you know, just grateful that we're there, that we're been considered to, to be part of, um, you know, a day full of great bands or a weekend full of great bands. Right. Well, and I know with this tour that you're getting ready to do now, the one that we're talking about and, um, you'll be here. Sliva will be here on September 22nd at the house of blues, uh, with drowning pool and Adelita's way. Um, that's for, for anybody that's, mid to late nineties music fan. That's like, that's like a hall of fame radio tour there with, you know, you know, it's, it's just a great show. Talk a little bit about how that one came together. Did that come together as a management thing? Or is that more, this guy knew that guy knew this guy and you guys just kind of daisy chained a, a tour together or what? When I first got in the band, one of the shows I run was in, uh, in somewhere in Texas. Okay. And, um, this would have been 2012. Okay. And CJ came out yeah. from Drowning Pool. So I met I met him. He's probably one of the first guys I met from like another band being in Saliva, you know. So um and he and I always stayed in touch through the years. We did shows with him and stuff. Um and uh always remained in touch with him and we, you know, just trying to figure out something to do. And you know, they're working on a record, we're dropping our record, and we're like, you know, maybe we'll uh let's let's do something, you know. And it, it just lined up and it made total sense. Um, you know, and, and I, I love it because, you know, getting the tour with those guys, I love those guys, Mike, all the, you know, Ryan, sure. you know, it, so it, it's good for me particularly to be around people that, that I'm, I'm, you know, familiar with and, and that I know, and that I um, respect and, you know, I, I know that, they're kind of like us when it comes to the grinding, you know, as factor and going sure. out and, you know, what, what what's it going to be? It's going to be, uh, you know, four shows this week. Well, that's not enough. Let's play. <laughs> you know, we have seven in a row one week, mind you. So, I mean, Ooh. that's the kind of I'm saying. It's like, we're not afraid of that shit, man. You know, let's do it. <laughs> now, do you have a kinship with, uh, with Ryan specifically as a, as another guy that stepped in for a, a very high profile vocalist and, you know, then out, then back in. But I know you didn't do the the constant switching, but you know that's a tough for any band. You know, not everybody has the Sammy Hagar effect. You know, everybody else, and even Sammy Hagar with the Van Halen thing, constant badge badgering for no real reason. And I know I see it for you sometimes, and I know I see it for Ryan sometimes. Now, I'm a huge fan of Soil, so I love Ryan. I, I'm a giant fan. And I think all of you guys that have stepped into bands and kept them going take 
unnecessary beatings. Sure, you get it at the beginning, and I get that. You know, first year or two, I get that the that the old fans are like, "Oh, it's not the same." But you right. like for you specifically, you've been in you've been in saliva for what 11, 12 years at this point. There's no more reason to talk about it. You're the guy. So, but you still take that beating for you. Do you do you guys talk about that? Like, do you and Ryan talk about you know that kind of weird? Weird, never accepted, but just keep grinding thing that you guys do. We did some shows. The last time I saw him would have been, Jesus, maybe 2019. Okay. We did some, we did some shows with like a run with, maybe it was 2018. We did, so, he was with Soil though. Okay. And they did some shows with us and, and we were like doing shows with, I think, Puddle of Mud and, um, and, and he and I, we hung out a, a little bit on, on, the bus and, and stuff like that. But no, we never really talked about that. I, I Maybe it's something that we don't think about though. I mean, I don't really, yeah. I always felt like it works or it doesn't, man. I mean, if I'm not, I can't live my life, you know, I got to please this guy, you know, right. or, you know, I, I don't really, or, or, you know, please, please these people. Um, because I, I feel like, there's so much out there. There's so much music and so much going on and other things going on. It's like, if you have to, if you have to dwell on who's singing for saliva, that's, I don't know, you know, but (laughs) I get it though, for people that are big fans and longtime fans, you know, from the get go, that's like, that's my, you know, I, I get it. Um, but, but things happen and, and people move on and, People quit, you know, when people quit and, you know, things, you know, then that means the, the brand, the brand or the band has an option. It's like, do we carry on or do, is that it? And in this case, and a lot of other cases, you find more and more these days, um, there's a lot more of the band, the brand and the band wanting to continue on. And I think, you know, social media helps a lot with that because you're able to, to kind of engage more with your, with your fan base and with people back in the eighties, or not or nineties or whatever. It's a lot. I'd say it's probably way more difficult to replace a singer or whatever. Sure. Because the amount of fax machines you've got to use and the amount of other things <laughs> and or press releases and new photo shoots and, you know, all the other crazy right. stuff that happened then. And, you know, it's like, Hey man, we've had this guy two years. We're still not on MTV yet. What's going on? You know, it's, <laughs> right. It's, it, you know, but, the mis- the mystique. I will say that with social media today, there's no mystique anymore. And true. And I miss that. I think we're always going to miss that. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, I would love to fucking jump in the hot tub time machine and go back to 1987, dude. You know, we all would. Yeah. And even the even the kids today would probably love to do that. And oh. it was a much fucking better time. Agree. You know, hopefully people will buy your music instead of streaming it all over the place because uh, streaming is now ridiculous. Um, actually, yeah. buy the album and new album comes out what September, Chris? Right, September eighth. It drops and September eighth. Right. Yeah, we got the vinyl. We got the limited edition vinyl that we're doing, uh, which is really really cool, man. We got this just awesome piece of Wayne on the back of it and stuff too. It's really really cool. Very so. cool, man. Well, dude, I, I figure maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll wrap up by giving people a, a taste of the new single, Come Back Stronger. What what can you tell us about this one? 
Well, this one was one of the first ones for the record. This was kind of the the blueprint of, of how where we wanted to go. I remember playing Wayne some stuff in like 2019, um, just some ideas and some things. And and he would say, I had played on like three different things. They had no vocals, had nothing. Okay. And he says that, whatever that is, that needs to be the first song on the record. And that's what that was. It was like just some ideas for it. Then he kind of influenced some things of how we could do this and do that and guitar parts and shit. But um, so I kind of ran with it. That was the first song to kind of go, okay, this is how the record could go. And um, yeah, it's a, it's about a guy. It could be about several things, but for me in my, you know, the way I look at it, it's a, about a guy who who's you know struggling to find his place you know and with that you know dealing with my alcoholism and stuff too and um wanting knowing how to fight back and, and figure out a way to overcome you know all all of the the challenges and stuff right. was something that um i felt like the this the title of the song come back stronger it made a lot of sense um you know we almost called the record something like that but you know i didn't i don't know didn't didn't pan out that way right well i'll tell you this before i play the song if you see a fat guy with an i hate barbie t-shirt in the front row (laughs) in cleveland in september that is me because i'm going to be checking you guys out i'm looking forward to seeing you dude we'd love i'd love to hang out with you guys man if you guys want to come down you know hang with us just let me know Absolutely. Love to. So uh, appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Uh, also, Blues has, they have nice dressing rooms. So they do. <laughs> they do. It's, very, it's cool there. So nice. thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on. All right, man. Thanks. All right, Bobby. Take care. Bye. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. 
Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. Back here on the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken, the CMS Network, CMS TV. Good That's stuff, right. man. I love that dude. Yeah, he's great. Bobby, Bobby's a good dude, man. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, that was fun. I uh, enjoyed talking to him and looking forward to that show. I think they're going to show September 27th. Is it 27th? Yeah, the 22nd. Okay. According to their website, the 22nd are in Columbus. Uh, right. I'm, then I'm wrong. With House of Blues. Big shock. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was a good talking to him. That was fun. And uh, we just played Charlie's Auto Repair. I'm going to be going to Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood. Uh, yes, the shop is still open, even though he's fighting with the city. I'm going to be getting an entire. Okay. Uh, so that you can go to the saliva show. Uh, yes. Actually, we're going to the Motown Museum sometime this week, I think. Oh, very cool. Uh, my daughter wants to see that, so we're going to check that out. Nice. That's where? Detroit? Yes. Okay. Uh, been there once years ago, and it was very sure. cool, but my daughter is way into that stuff, so we're going to check that out, I think, sometime That's this cool. week. That'll be fun. Uh, also, I played Trish Restaurant Commercial, having a meeting with uh, Coach for Kids this week. Ooh. So looking forward to uh, doing something. I mean, something's going to happen for Coats for Kids even after the other station abandoned it like the turds that they they are? They dropped them. They're dicks. And so uh, I am doing what I can. And with uh, Debbie from Coats for Kids, we're going to try to uh, make sure Triv's memory stays alive. Very cool. So I'll keep uh, everybody informed on that because I think that's cool and it's definitely worth it. Very cool, man. Wow, good stuff. So a lot going on. A lot going on. Hell yeah. Um, and I still hate Barbie. <laughs> Let's see. Jonesy checks in. It's more and more difficult to find a movie or anything worth watching that doesn't have a libtard agenda and being pushed or being pushed uh, either quite obvious or is the subplot or under the surface. True. Although there still seems to be a bunch of it if you go to the pay channels. I mean, there's there's some there's a lot of that stuff going on too, but um, you know, stuff like on Stars or on um, Showtime and whatnot, they have they have some movies and some shows that are that are pretty non wokeish. 
I know I'm I I've been watching a bunch of stuff lately that's just I'm digging deeper into it and finding different shows and nice. you know but but and, and he's right though there there is like this just humongous woke agenda on everything it's like did you see like do you know who T- Taylor Sheridan is uh yeah well he you know he's obviously best known for doing Yellowstone but he was also on Sons of Anarchy and you know basically non wokeish stuff right so this week they announced on Paramount Plus he's got a new show out there called. Was it called um, Lioness or something like Lioness? Right. The female Navy SEAL. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, stop. Just stop. <laughs> so we've been having tech problems nonstop today. Now one side of my headphones just went out completely. <laughs> was, was it from me saying that woke thing? I think so. I <laughs> to shut down the show. Yeah, well, we only got a half hour left. We'll make it. So I want to play this. We talked about Barbie and all that. Let's talk yeah. about this broad. All right. Sorry. By saying the word broad, that is, um, I guess, projecting my masculinity towards women, and I apologize for that. Well, hold on. Before you even play it, do you want to show this woman any respect? Not particularly. So then it's this broad. Well, this broad. Yeah, this um... is the youth of America, and this is what... The left is pushing in our faces. Welcome to 2023. To quote the great one, I'm living in a world that I don't understand. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere, and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time? You know. And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done... They actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job. You know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time, when there's other solutions that we can look to, I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that, yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think, I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. <sighs> She's an idiot. <laughs> Time blindness. Does she not realize that everything she does is because there is no time blindness? Whether it's goes to a store to buy her favorite video game, which is probably all she does, <laughs> or, I don't know, watch a TV show, or go to the grocery store, or get tires changed on her mom's car, because I'm sure she doesn't own her own, or go to a movie, or anything that you would do outside of sitting home watching YouTube requires a time schedule right uh yes and work is one of those things that absolutely requires a time schedule yeah. here's news i'm for- sorry you dumb whatever uh yeah going to work is one of those things that requires you to be on time yeah and if you have time blindness and can't be on time i'm sorry then they should fire your ass here's the news flash for this dummy 
jobs aren't there to accommodate you. Jobs are only there to give somebody some money to fulfill their need. The, anybody that owns a business, and I do, I don't give a rat's ass what your need is, what your timeline is, what time you went to bed, what time you woke up, if you got enough sleep, if you partied all night. I don't care. All I care about is that my business opens at, in my case, 11 a.m. for Pinball PA. I don't care what you did the night before. I don't care if you have a phobia or not. My business is all I care about, and it better be open at 11 a.m. That's it. I don't care about you. You know, that's that's the biggest misconception uh, of all of it is that her thought is that the business needs to be worried about her. No, you're just a, you're just a cog. That's really all you are. You're just but a cog. That is, forget about this time blindness. That is a, the problem with society today in a whole. That's the problem with Pride Month. That's the problem with Asian Pacific Islander Month. And yeah. every other month that we have or day that we have for somebody that thinks that they're special and needs to be recognized. Everybody today, especially the younger generation, not trying to single anybody out, but it's the truth thinks that they are special they need special treatment they need to be acknowledged on a personal level for whatever the shit that they're going through yeah and screw you you are not special no you are no special than anybody else out there i have no friggin' leg you know what i still show up to work on time Except yeah for today the podcast is late but that wasn't my fault that was a tech problem but I was still sitting in this chair on time. Yeah, when I go to train for my new job, which I've been doing now for over a week, I am there before I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. there. So that way, if I have a problem getting out of my out of my car or walking to the door, yeah. whatever the case may be, I'm not special. Right. I need to be at work on time. Right. And Dude. I'm not special for any reason. Some people no. may call me special and because of the way that I act and talk, but in a negative way, but I am not, I don't need to be singled out and help through life. Yeah. I, I did remember, remember in any job you've ever worked, you've said, you've told these stories about Triv that you thought that you were going to get fired early yes. on. Like you well, were, on, you the, were, fire. you you were on the firing line. Yeah. And you know, as well as I do, and, and maybe you'll admit to this, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Everybody, when they think they're going to get fired, no matter what it is, has that theory in their head that this thing will never be able to continue without me. Of course. You know, everybody has that idea. That's what this dummy has. And you know what? The world will go on. You want you special I mean. accommodations? Here's a special accommodation. Don't come in. We won't pay you. You're you fired. Producers that I've seen go in and out of that, that radio station. Of course. thought that if they weren't there, that all of a sudden the radio station is going <laughs> to shut down. Yeah. And like WTA will never be able to broadcast again if I'm gone. I hate to tell you, everybody is replaceable. Nah, look. Except for Trim. Obviously, he was not replaceable because the ratings are for shit. But, but they're still in business. They're still I, going and on. Again, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not defending what they did to Trim. Hey. I'm just saying they are still in business a year and a half later. So even Triv, the greatest single 
radio personality that radio station has ever had. He left. They pretended like he was never there, and they've continued on. Right. They still run commercials, they, and they still, you know, yeah. are having something that, that you know, occupies airtime, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's that this generation's, and my, my daughter hates when I say that because you know, she's not really one of those kids. You know, she yeah. goes to work on time. She stayed, asked to stay late the other night, couldn't because I wanted to go home. Um, but she isn't like that. Mm-hmm. But the majority, I try to explain, of this new generation seems to think that they are special and owed something. They yeah. are entitled. I, I don't know what they think. They, they won some sort of a lottery, but they didn't. You're no different than we were when yeah. we were kids. Get your ass up. Go to work when you're supposed to work. Yeah. Work's not supposed to be out of convenience. You know, you're not, you don't work for convenience purposes. You work because you have to. If you don't want to work, then do something, make a couple million dollars, and then you can be time blind. Then you can get up, like, like I'm sort of time blind in a way. You know, I mean, I don't have to get up any time. And I mean, you know this, dude. I, sometimes I'm sending you emails at five in the morning. Sometimes I'm not up until five in the afternoon. You know, <laughs> I'm totally time blind. But I get my job done, and I... And I've worked all those crappy jobs in order to get myself to this point now where I can work a little bit on my own terms. This person has never accomplished anything, and she thinks she could just be on her own terms because some stupid therapist told her that that's a good idea. She's going to accomplish nothing. She's going to wake up some afternoon, be 35, 36 years old, and go, how come all my friends are doing this and that, and I'm still making 10 bucks an hour? That's what's going to happen to a dummy like that. Not for long, Carmine shaking in his boots. He's the one that is time-blind. Carmen is time-blind. Carmen is supposed to be a rib judge for the past two years out in Bedford, right? Right. He's still looking for where Bedford is. Like, when he worked in, in Independence, all he had to do was take two right turns to get to where the rib cook-off was to judge it. Never right. showed up the first year, and then never showed up this year. <laughs> because he is time-blind, has no idea what time it is, what he's supposed to do, what he's supposed to be there. Either that or he just doesn't give a shit about his friends. So either way, I think it sucks. Yeah, that does suck. I was ripped on air last week by the host for being lazy and not doing his job. Well, he's been doing that for years. <laughs> Triv told him on a routine basis every morning, find a new job. Do something <laughs> else with your life. But once again, he is time blind. Yeah, that's... Ass but... and a liar. In in your life, though, I mean, you've run across people that were never on time, and they were always fired. Look, you can say a lot of shit about me, and I know Tripp did, um, because there were a lot of times where he was not happy with me. But he could never in a billion years say that I wasn't on time. I got to work. We had a 9 o'clock call, and I would take the call here at home, Mm -hmm. and at 9 o'clock to like 9.15. Right. At 9.30, my ass would be in the car and I'd be driving to work. My shift didn't start till 11. I was there before 10 o'clock every day. Sure. And he would say, well, why are you there so early? You don't do anything. And I said, because inevitably, you're going to call me with something else. And so I need to be here just in case or when yeah. you do call. Because the responsibility of me is to be there on time or before because I have a job to do. 
whether you like the job or not is a different story. Mm-hmm. But I am going to be there when I say that I'm going to be there. If I talk to somebody and we plan a, a, a time for dinner or whatever it is, I am always on time or early. It used to bug the shit out of me when I'd go pick up my wife to go when we were dating to go out to right. eat because I'd show up exactly what time I told her I was going to be there or before. And then it would always be an hour later before we'd actually go out somewhere. Right. Because she's always getting ready, this or that. I, when I say I'm going to be on time, and I expect that kind of thing. On time is a really big deal to me. me and too. jobs expect that out of you. Mm-hmm. That's I part of the job. In the 24 years of me doing radio, I don't think I was late one time. Once. Well, Not dude, one time. Dude, I called just... off or seek or whatever, but I was never late. You just went through an interviewing process with with WHK, right? Yes. One of the things they did was said, you're going to need to work from this time to this time or that time to that time. Or they gave you, the, as part of the offer, was you need to commit to this schedule or this type of a schedule, correct? Right. Correct. What is this moron talking about? Time blindness. If you accept a job, you're accepting it on the terms that were that job. There's yes. no, there's no. Well, what if I, what if I don't feel like it today? What if I can't make it at eleven, but I'll be there by one thirty? Is that okay? No, it's not. What do we do with the product? Do we just not sell the product for two and a half hours because you didn't feel comfortable? That is so stupid. But. Again, it's just a microcosm of everything else that's going on. This generation, this whatever you want to call it, feel like they need to be singled out and and get the approval of everybody else uh, for whatever their little problems are or whatever their little uh, beliefs are. They need to be they need to be coddled. They need yeah. to be told that everything's okay. If they want to be trans, they need to be told that it's okay. It's all right how you feel. It's all right if at eight years old you want to cut off your dick and be a woman. That's okay. We're, we're yeah. here. We got you. And that's not the way life should be. Somebody should step in and say, no, you're not special. Yeah. Quit thinking that you are. And yeah. it's okay for you to be sad and depressed. You'll get through it. I mean, yep. it, it gets really annoying with this need to be taken care of. And made to feel like you're okay and special mm-hmm. in this world. You're not. You're like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. People have problems. Deal with them. I wake up on a constant basis. And there are certain days that I wake up. And I'm sure that you've had days like this going through all the stuff that you went through. There are days where I get up and I go, shit, I don't want to get up today. Yeah. I am pissed at life. I am pissed that I can't get uh, the covers off them because I can't kick it off because I don't have a leg there. I'm pissed that I got to get up in a wheelchair to go to the bathroom at night. I'm pissed about all the different little things that people don't even realize that I go Mm -hmm. through on a day-to-day basis. And I get really sad. And there are days where I cry getting out of bed because I'm like, why is this happening to me? But then I realize that there are other people that have it worse than I do. There are other people that have it um, the same as I do and go through a lot of the same issues that I go through. I'm not special. And I need to get over my problems Suck it up and get to life. Yeah. What's the point? And I'm sick and tired of all these kids. And well, I, I, I need, I don't want to be on time. 
or, or I'm I'm gay, or I'm this, or I'm that, and you need to treat me better than you do. No, shut up and do your job. <laughs> shut up and start living your life. Yeah, it's, it's not our job it's to make super it's, annoying. It, it's never been our job, and, and this is the you're hitting on the the thing that I I hammer on this all the time. It's never been our problem to make someone else feel safe. Well, I don't know where this came from, but this this whole thought of I need to feel safe and everything is making me not feel safe and words are not safe and I don't feel safe if I'm if I'm forced to wake up before I want to wake up and I don't feel safe at a job that won't accommodate me. Everything is this whole thing of safe. When we grew up, nothing was safe. Dude, how many times were you out on your bike as a kid jumping ramps made out of plywood that you found in a in a ditch somewhere or something? All the time. And that was completely unsafe. How many times did you hit that stuff and either the board broke or your bike broke or you fell or whatever? And you, you know, dude. But, but it sounds cliche, but my parents would make me walk to go get ice cream at night. And sure. we're talking like a mile and a half down roads, busy roads and everything else. And I walked and I walked back and you know, there was no worry about I was going to get you know, picked up by some crazy person in a van and kidnapped yeah. and murdered and everything else. And maybe that stuff still happened, but that was life. You just did what you were supposed yeah, you just, to do. You just did. And even if you did stuff that you weren't supposed to do, the last thing in your world was feeling safe. Yes. Dude, I I can remember as a little kid, and, and maybe this is just neutral to my neighborhood. Maybe not, because I really have never thought about it. But we used to have rock fights, like throwing <laughs> rocks at each other. Like, there'd be us in one side of the street, and there'd be another set of kids on the other side of the street, and we would throw rocks at each other. Literally, throw rocks from the, from driveways at each other and hit each other in the head, and, you know. Now, that's dangerous as hell. You know, it's completely dangerous. Did we ever think about the danger? Dude, I have this scar. You could probably see it right here in my head. Yeah. That's from getting hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> and, and it was like, and, and you know what I did the next day? After the stitches, we're right back outside and had another rock fight. We didn't fear anything. <laughs> we sure didn't fear, well, oh, my God, he might say a bad word about me. You know, <laughs> I mean, he might say he might make me come to work on time. I'm scared. I've never had that feeling ever in my life. That's ridiculous. I, went, I used to go down the street and play football with my friends. And we'd play tackle football. And of course. And one day, a kid walked by and didn't like the way that I looked. Came over, punched me in the face. Yeah. You know what? The very next day, I was out there playing football again. And, and my parents didn't stop me from going down the street. I got punched in the face. My eye was black and blue for a week. Yeah. But you, you still went and did what you had to do. And, and now, it, it's just a generation of, please help me. I'm sad. I don't, I, I don't know what else to do with my life. Um, come coddle me and tell me that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I'd rather not be a girl. I'd rather be a boy. I'd rather not be a boy. I'd rather be a girl. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's a different world it, altogether. It's, dude, it, it's that, and, and the whole, not, not to pick on one thing, but this one drives me the most crazy of it all. I'm afraid of flying. I need my spirit animal with me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> really 
I, I don't get it. I, I just don't. I don't get it either. I don't. I don't. Not only do I not get it, but I don't want to get it. I'm not going to try to get it. Well, that makes you an awful person. If you're not understanding to the hardships of uh, another person, that makes you a bad human. Fine. And you, again, after the Barbie movie, should check your masculinity at the door. Yeah. But, and my my answer to that all the time is, if, am I comfortable being a bad person or or a good person in the weak people's minds? I'm okay being a bad person. I'm okay being under being thought of as a bad person to what I feel are weak, pathetic people. If weak, pathetic people don't like me, good, because that'll keep them away from me, and I don't want them near me in the first place. You know, what I'm ashamed of. I'm ashamed that I like this. Oh my God, Staples actually sells Staples. There's no shame in that. There's no shame. I'm okay with it. All yeah, right. That that one's okay. Although I'm sure there I'm sure there are people that would tell you 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 should be ashamed. Well, we lost tough love. That's true too. We did. We did. Say what you You're want f- about say what you want about taking a good smack in the back of your head from your dad when you did something really bad. You didn't do it a second time. Did you? And again, now you're afraid to tell your kids that they're doing something wrong or you're yeah. afraid because I don't want them to think they're, I don't want her to be upset. I don't want you know, my kid to be looking at me like I'm some sort of a monster or I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not understanding to her, her disaster in life. Yeah. I, I, I'm, you're afraid to be the parent that other, that your parents were. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's sad. And, and the proof is in the pudding. There, there's just less, there's less 30-year-olds being as successful as thir- as 10 years before. And if you go down that list and find people that were super successful at 30, cuz that would be basically this we're we're at the we're at the point with this generation where they're pretty much turning 30, right? The millennials are turning yeah. 30. So, how many by you know, you can name the ones that were successful in our era on our day, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, you know, Jeff Bezos, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, pretty much everybody that's famous for being rich yeah. is, is between 45 and 65 years old. Yeah. You know, there's not many of them at this age now, you know, in the 30, there's a lot of them that have 10 billion YouTube hits on their YouTube channel. Right. But what does that mean? It's not successful. What is going to happen when the Chinese decide, okay, now's the time? Who in this generation is going to stand up? You know, who's going to, who's, who's going to be able to handle it? Who's going to be able to get out in the street and fight? They'll be like, don't attack me. My, my spirit animal's not with me. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I never had kids. I, I, I mean, that's fine for you. I, I wouldn't trade my daughter for anything. My daughter is a great kid, and I think that, you know, my wife and I have done a fairly decent job of, of yeah. raising a semi-sane human being who understands the responsibility of work, and she's got a good mm-hmm. sense of humor. She's beautiful, and she's very funny. You know, and she's—I you know, get a kick out of her every day. She says something that makes me laugh. Sure. And but I think that she's not the norm from a lot of kids that are out there today. 
And I'm very proud that she's not beating down windows and stealing stuff and thinking that she's entitled to stuff. My daughter works hard for what she has. And she'll probably do better than nine tenths of her, of the people so. of her in her class and of her age, because she's, she's not being groomed to be pathetic. She's being raised to not be pathetic. It all started with participation awards in the 80s. No one is a loser participating or a winner. That is true. I agree with that. So Scott wants to hear the millennial song. Okay. If you look it up on YouTube, you might be able to find it. I don't even know it, but let's see. It's called the millennial song. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll look forward to it. Okay. We'll get our last one in here, and uh, maybe we can end the show with that. All right. It is kind of appropriate. So, Is it with four guys? It's a guy. It might be four guys all together that look like the same guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got it. All right, hang on. What's going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from Chris Aiken Presents and the Seth Williams Show and, of course, the Classic Metal Show. And I know you need someone to be told something, right? Whether it's something nice, something not so nice, Maybe you need somebody fired and you just don't have the guts to do it. Maybe you need to tell your girlfriend to hit the pavement. Maybe you need to tell the boyfriend to hit the streets. Whatever it is, I got you covered. Right here with my Cameo, cameo.com slash Chris Aiken. I will tell them, and I won't be nice, unless you want me to be. If you want me to be nice about it, I will certainly give the sweetest message possible. But if you need evil with a lot of F-bombs and a lot of words that I just can't even say on any sort of radio or TV program, I'll do that for you, too. One more time, Cameo.com slash Chris Aiken. Buy a Cameo from me, and I will tell them like it is the way you want them told. All right, see ya! There's no place like home, and whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. Hey, it's Seth. From- All right, we're right back here at the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken on CMS TV, CMS Network. Yeah. Um, here it is. Is this it? I can't really see it. I'll just play yes. it. Here we go. Ding, 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 ding.
song a long time ago and it's still true uh, <laughs> to this day it's funny <laughs> uh great clip to end the show we're doomed yes <laughs> if you want any more idea if you're a man especially how doomed we are go see the barbie movie that's right and then when you get out let your genitals on fire and sit down to pee for the rest of the day because you are an awful person for being male alone yes uh, Want to thank uh, Bobby from Saliva coming on today. Good stuff. That, that was fun. That was good times. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Well, that was a great show today. Seth, of course, thanks for doing. See you on Wednesday. Who's going to be on? Drowning Pool. That's right. We'll be on Drowning Pool. Let the bodies hit the floor. Uh, I believe guitarist CJ Pierce, one of the originals from Drowning Pool, will be on. Awesome. So. so you probably heard that song. Well, if Let the bodies hit the floor. If you're anybody, if you're like us, you've yeah. heard that song. Well, even if you've watched like football or anything, that that yeah. song is a that's a staple. So that'll be Wednesday. Great that's right. Once again, guys, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. God willing, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Have a great night. See ya. See ya.